Welcome back to Wind Down with Kev. It's been a minute, but we're back. It's been a busy year. I became a business coach with Craig Wiggins Coaching. I published a book with JM Publishing, and I became a best-selling author. Definitely didn't see that one coming. I've been running around the country, speaking, traveling, and enjoying every minute. But now it's time to get back to podcasting. This is my favorite format for sharing amazing conversations with incredible people. Welcome to season four, Behind the Red Doors. Come on in, check it out. I have incredible guests lined up just for you. Welcome to Wind Down with Kev. We are happy to be behind the red doors. Today we are in the VIP section and we are here because we have some incredible guests. I cannot wait to introduce the lovely people I have to my right. Um, with that being said, I'm excited. Great conversation. These people represent past and current leadership in NAREP. If you don't know, now you know, please check them out. Listen closely to this conversation. Tell a friend, tell a friend to tune in and check out what they have to say. That being said, I'm gonna allow my distinguished guests to introduce themselves. I'm gonna have to say their name, what they do, how long they've been in their field. We're gonna go round robin with the introduction and then we are going to get down to business. So talk to us, tell the people your name, your company, how long you've been doing it, and your role in NAREP. Hi everyone, my name is Susie Padro. I am a branch manager with Nationwide Mortgage, part of the Own It team. I'm also the vice president of NAREP Long Island, and I've been in the mortgage industry for about nine years. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful nine years. Thank you, Suchi. Andrea. Hi, my name is Andrea Barucha, and I'm a real estate agent with Harold Hanna Coach Realtors, and I've been in business for about 11 years, and I am your past president for NAREP. Outstanding. My brother. Hello, everyone. My name is Sydney Rodriguez uh, with a Legacy Worldwide at Keller Williams. I have been in real estate since 2002, and I am currently the chapter president for NAREP Long Island. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Let's get right into NAREP. Let's take it from the top. Let's start with what does NAREP stand for, let's talk about Long Island NAREP, and let's also touch upon the wonderful event that you guys just did. So what does NAREP stand for? So NAREP is the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. Uh, the mission is to empower sustainable homeownership in the Latino community. Um, we just had an event in, uh, at the Marriott last Thursday. The topic was bringing to a new mindset that um, yeah. They could explain. So it was mainly based around uh, mental wellness. Yes. A lot of times it's so overlooked. We're busy people, real estate, mortgages, any, and any industry, as a matter of fact. And I think that we always overlook our mental sanity and our mental state and just learning how to breathe and learning how to take everything, even though when there's anxious moments. So I, we had some amazing speakers. We had Jessica Dennehy, who is uh, an author uh, featured in Forbes. She's also a national speaker. She was amazing. We had Grace Ionides, which is, uh, she's with Suffolk County Department of Women's Services. We also had uh, Daphne Bravo when she's a uh, Reiki healer and yoga instructor. We had an amazing panel. I love it, I love it, I love it. I'm gonna to come to you next, Adrian. 
Uh, you mentioned NAREP, National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. I've been aware of and following NAREP for years. The stats are amazing when you talk about the progress in Hispanic ownership throughout the country. We were talking earlier and you mentioned some stats. Yes, so every year we go to national, we go to a national convention and we are in Washington DC meeting with our politicians and they report to us back to, well, NARA puts this report together for um, what Hispanics are doing in home ownership. And last year, 628,000 Hispanics purchased homes in the United States. And it is an overwhelming um, increase in, the, in cultures, just seven, about 70% increase in that. So in the next five years, um, Hispanics will dominate home ownership. That's a beautiful thing. So that's a jewel right there that's been dropped. So for anybody that touches the real estate business, whether you're on the real estate side, the lending side, or the insurance side like myself, govern yourselves accordingly. Make sure you are bringing the right people into your agency that can service this community. 678 thousand new homeowners, which is way above how other ethnic groups are moving. Another question, I'm going to come back to you before I go round robin. National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. Is it limited to being Hispanic to be involved, mm -hmm. or can other people from other businesses get involved? No, not at all. No, not at we're, all. We're very welcoming to everybody. It doesn't matter your background, what you do, as long as you're looking to connect with a group of like-minded group of people looking for a sustainable home ownership no matter what the background that's what it is yeah. education beautiful open to everybody i'll come back to you um how could a business owner such as myself or other business owners watching this podcast are there opportunities for people to get involved as sponsors or to support the various events that you're working on yeah so our webpage is www.nareplongisland.org our instagram is at nareplongisland um, I encourage all business owners, small, even corporations, uh, bring your HR people, bring anyone um, where there's going to be a need in the future with the statistics that we have. By 2040, you're looking at about 51% Latinos in the home ownership, which is going to mean more insurance agents that are bilingual, attorneys, anyone related in those fields, and small business because with home ownership that's going to create an ecosystem around that for businesses um, so if you're a landlord maybe you want to you know think of what tenants to have um, in a lot of facets i mean I, I tell everyone that we network with whether it be attorneys maybe hire more personnel that that are bilingual uh, we have an attorney that is one of our sponsors, uh, Asaph German. He just brought he just brought on a uh, bilingual uh, attorney, Diana Vergas. He's very happy because now it just opened doors to a whole community. Um, and I said hire another one because with the way <laughs> the business is coming. Shout yeah, out to Asaph. I know Asaph German, good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good, good. And shout out good. to all of our sponsors because they're the ones. When you look at our webpage and you look at our Instagram. They make all this possible for us to throw events to educate our communities, which is what our hearts are in this yeah. for. And what is that is what NAREP is about. We have we need representation in all levels of businesses, and so it is important for people of color to see us in these positions, and then that's going to encourage them and empower them 
to be homeownerships, to have their own businesses. And what we want to do is educate real estate agents, title people, insurance, attorneys, um, so that they can go back into the communities and give, give that opportunity to someone, be a mentor to someone. Wow, you bridged to the, the question that I love to ask. I'm going to ask each of, each of you answer this question. Um, how important is it to have a mentor in lending and in real estate? And I want you to talk about your mentor, how you got into the field, because somebody's watching this. They see the three of you, you're great looking, neatly dressed, obviously at the top of your profession, and they would like to be a part of it. Did you have a mentor that guided you along the way? I actually had two. I'm very fortunate. The team that I work with, it's two guys, James and Nunzio, and they've been my mentors. I didn't come from this industry. I came from a corporate background, so I needed a lot of help. <laughs> but they were an integral part of my growth, whether it was a learning the business and also just understanding that you have to network and looking at the bigger picture. It You do need a mentor. When, when you're looking to grow your business and get to the next level, sometimes you yourself can envision what is out there. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Um, you know, I got into the business in a very funny way. Okay. Let's um, talk about it. So my girlfriend called me and she said, um, hurry up and get your real estate license because it's going from 45 hours to 75 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's how I got into real estate. However, um, I don't know who channeled her to, to get me in it because I truly love this industry and love supporting and um, you know helping um, people get home ownership, which is so important to be in homes, to feel that safety net, right? So anyway, I had two mentors. Um, one who I'm gonna give a shout out to, who is Liz Breslin, who uh, you know taught me so much about the business, so much about not giving up and about uh, just being smart and integrity. And then the second person was Stephanie Collum, who passed away two years ago, and she showed me how to be, she just showed me grace. She just so always taught me how to um, put my best foot forward, and her favorite saying was, there's no right way to do the wrong thing. Nice. So I love that. two amazing women that I've had to you know, guide me through it. Liz is now our manager who is stepping into Stephanie's position and it couldn't be a better person, but she definitely guided me. And then of course I have my mother who taught me just to work very hard and nothing is given to you, you have to earn that. I love that, I love that. Shit, how about you? So um, when I started in 2002 in Florida, um, I was mentored by a person named Nick DeGenti. Uh, old school dude, uh, Italian dude. We clicked it off because I was very hard working. Uh, I found out early age, I was 20, uh, 26, 27, um, and I was like the IT guy. And he told me like all the old school ways of talking. Back then there was no iPhone. There was no, you know, none of that. Um, and he always said one thing very uh, special to me. He said, you know, you always have to be allowed, you have to be able to be mentored and then pass that forward and mentor somebody else. And I say that to, I mean, people that know me that watch this, I've repeated that to certain people and I've always stuck with that. Today I have a lot of different mentors, um, not just one. Um, and I look at trying to pass this forward to the youth, the younger generation, because I think that's the, 
the light that needs to see this is like the young kids. Um, we talked about, I have a 20 year old on my, that I brought into the business. I'm very proud of him, his name is Jose. He quit his job, has six months saved, and he's going all at it. So, and he was, from one of my mentors, he got this information and he's running with it, so. I, I, I love it, I gotta dig in. I'd be a poor host if I don't dig further in that conversation. Jose is 20 years old. How old do you have to be to get your real estate license? 18. 18 years old, you can get your real estate license. How much is it gonna cost me out of my pocket to get a real estate license? Depends, I mean, there's ways to get uh, sometimes free classes, um, but it depends on the school, I would say. Okay. Um, but I would say all in all, even if you go on a high end, under $1,000. That's, that's a beautiful front, investment front when you compare it to other fields that you go into that you can go to school for two years, four years, seven or eight years and not have the opportunity to make the money. So shout out to Jose, 20 years old, six months saved. Yeah. Woo. Got a job, saved six months. Um, and it was what we were talking about, you know, time versus money. Mm -hmm. He understood it if he takes rather than making 300 or 400 a week. He saved the money to pay all his car, his pay expenses. Um, we're working with two buyers. He does have two pre-approvals. Now it's hopefully get them front to end. Yeah, and uh, today he was at a, he's at the classes. He's, he's putting in the work. He's not afraid of hard work, which I admire that in anyone, you know, when you're not afraid of hard work. I love it. Let's let's go round robin on this question. It's April as we're recording this podcast. It'll probably be broadcast in May. But April, I just found out today, is Financial Literacy Month. So in the real estate and lending business, you're constantly helping people with financial literacy. In order to qualify, you have to do this. In order to buy, you need that. Share one financial lesson that you talk to people about all the time or maybe something you wish you learned at an earlier age that would benefit people from a financial literacy standpoint? I always think that um, credit is so underexplained in a lot of minority households. It, most people don't understand in the Latino community, it's, it's let's not have credit, let's pay everything cash, we don't like having debt. Building your credit just for minimal things, just for those bigger picture things that you're going to be doing as you get older or as you, as you wanna grow when you wanna buy a car or a house, it's so necessary and I wish that more people understood how to use it effectively. Don't go on a shopping spree, buy every shoe you see, use it effectively and pay it off every month consistently so you can have a way for us to track how you know how to spend, whether you're conscious on your, on your decisions. Okay, so your financial literacy tip, credit, credit, credit. Yeah. Financial literacy tip. Yeah, this was definitely a lesson uh, for me as well. Um, and I think it's important. It, it's, it, it's the same thing. It, it's really about building your credit. But most importantly, once you have that and you have a little bit of money, teach yourself. You can read some books on investing. Uh, I think investing is extremely important for the, um, the youth to understand how stocks grow and how um, you can invest in companies. I think that's one way to go. And they're, they're bringing, they're setting, they're making a lot of books to make it very easy for the young to understand how to invest in other, in stocks and in the stock market. I think that that's very important. I love it. Any book that you like? Any book you'd like to there recommend? There is, um, there's, I forgot her name of the author, I'm so sorry, but uh, it's a book called My Money. 
Okay. And she, and that it's a great read for youngsters. I bought, I purchased it for my daughter. She doesn't have it yet, so by the time. <laughs> she'll have it by she'll the time. She'll have it by the time. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it's a great book. It's called My Money. But My I, Money. Yeah. Look it up. Look it up. My Money. Learn about, learn about money. Your journey, not only in real estate, but in business from a young age. What's, fi what's one financial literacy lesson that you would share with people? Wow. Um, so I, I would say my, my, my literacy lesson is, you know, you, you learn through mistakes that you've made, right? Nice. Um, our family had a um, multi-service for 30 years, since 1991, and we rented one, one store. One store was very lucrative, then became two stores. Um, 6000 a month for over 30 years. Through COVID, we learned, you know, renting wasn't the best. We had the opportunity to purchase the building maybe 20-something years ago. We didn't do that um, because today would have been a different situation. You know, now knowing what I know now, hindsight's always 20-20, I would have maybe built offices upstairs and still had the retail and turned the, rather than having the expense, turn it into an asset that would be income generated. Um, so that, I would say, is the biggest lessons we learned. Um, and through NAREP, um, one thing I would share, especially for the economy we're going in, would be to minimize debt, you know. Yes. Um, when you see me dressed out, and I'll say this on camera, I'm very frugal with what I wear. You might think I paid something, but I go to all the Ross, Bells, TJ Maxx. Um, I may look like something, but I'm very frugal with what I spend on it, because I feel like these are just threads, you know. It's what comes out my mouth that kind of matters. And and that's that's important to share because one of the financial literacy things that we struggle with in, in our communities is that we think we have to flash to show that we're doing well. When some of the wealthiest people I've ever come across in my office, in my life, they have on jeans, t-shirts, everything is run down, but they're not worried about it because they're comfortable and confident. So we don't always have to show everything that we have. This is beautiful. So let's end the, the literacy part, financial literacy part, part of the conversation by talking about the Hispanic Wealth Project. What is the Hispanic Wealth Project? The Hispanic Wealth Project, it's a project uh, spearheaded by Gary Acosta, who is the CEO of NARUP. And what he, what it is, it's educating the Latino communities in 401k investing in stock market trading, those different assets other than real estate. If you, if you go to the website too, we they have a they have like the NAREP 10, which is the guidelines for the Hispanic Wealth Project. Uh, it's on our website. Uh, you can email any one of us; we're happy to send it to you. Uh, that's where I got minimized debt. Um, it talks about family. The number one number one is have a mature understanding about wealth and prosperity, and. Under that is different. Yeah, there's a uh, be the top steps. of your profession, be be very Fit. present in your family's lives. So there's a lot of principles that are integrated in and that. And it's not just me. Yeah, it's not yeah. money. It's know the value of your business, minimize debt, um, live beneath your means, um, be politically savvy. Uh, be physically fit because without health, you know, we don't have anything. Health is wealth. Health, health is wealth. Is wealth. Yes. Health literally is wealth. So. I will definitely encourage people to do that. Um, I was an avid reader of Black Enterprise Magazine for years, and I took 10 financial principles from that about 30 years ago, and it's dictated the rest of my life. Uh, the financial literacy tip that I'll share is that to focus on your net worth, not your income. A lot of times people think 
I want to get to six figures. I want to earn this dollar figure. I want $50,000 a year, $100,000 a year. I want this coming in, but that's not really wealth. That's income. When you focus on your net worth and buying some of the things that you talked about or invest in or having great credit gives you access to more money than any amount of cash that you can possibly accumulate. Wealthy people use other people's money. Right. Yes. They use other people's money, but the only way to access other people's money is by having good credit. That being said, as we begin to uh, wind down, let's talk about passion projects outside of real estate, outside of NIREP that, that you're working on. What are you working on that's a passion project that's important to you I'm outside? I'm extremely passionate about a foundation, the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. I'm on the board of directors, and I met a mother who had a daughter at the time a couple years back that was the same age as my daughter, Natalie. At the time, she was 11. She's now 14. And the daughter had been diagnosed with leukemia. She was a twin, and she ended up passing away. But this mom, here she was lobbying, raising funds for leukemia lymphoma. And I just felt so passionate about it. I, I'm like, this woman lost her daughter, and here she is making strides, raising funds for this amazing organization. How can I not support that? How can I not do what I can to, to help alleviate those families that are going through something like that? So uh, that foundation is near and dear to me. Um, the Visionaries campaign has started, is, uh, is going all the way through um, June. And please uh, look up Leukemia Lymphoma Society of Long Island and the Visionary campaign that's going on right now. There's a lot of local business people that are um, running for the Visionary of the Year. And just support in any way you can. There's a ton of events coming and every dollar counts. I love it, I love it, I love it. So great. Um, right now I am mentoring um, middle school girls at the Freeport High School. It is through the Latino mentoring program that New York State has launched. And so I really enjoy um, speaking to the girls. Uh, we do these, um, we're basically doing very casual conversations. We, we make bracelets, but at the same time, we're having conversations. We're letting them just say things that we want to talk to them about to guide them. So I hope I can continue with that program. I think that anyone who loves mentoring young girls should look up the Latino mentoring program online. And they, we definitely need more mentors. And um, hopefully I'll be staying with Freeport and expanding to other middle schools. Beautiful, I love it. There's nothing like mentoring and giving back and being that person that we needed when we were younger. Absolutely. Sid, you and I talk, so let's talk Brentwood, let's talk football, let's talk <laughs> back Brentwood, to the everything, yeah. So, B Wood. B Wood, Brentwood in the house. Um, so I'm involved in a few different uh, stuff with community. Uh, first one is uh, right from my hometown, Gary Brown is uh, not-for-profit is Dream 68. It helps underprivileged kids um, and in our communities and underserved kids. Um, you know, Gary has a special uh, story. He's a retired NFL Super Bowl champion, uh, hometown hero. We connected through Keller Williams, uh, but the funny thing is we have a diff you know, same circle of friends. Um, he has a football camp coming in July. It's free for kids. We did it last year, had a great turnout. Um, I'm also part of another uh, not-for-profit organization tied in with real estate called Real Estate Boss Empire. We're having an event May 18th. The, the not-for-profit there is Bottomless Pockets. Um, and that goes, so that's another I, I can't. I can't let the word bottomless pockets <laughs> yeah. slide. Everybody's gonna say, Kev, why didn't you ask him 
What is Bottomless Pockets? Okay, so I gotta read this because I'm, I'm on the committee here, but I'm always trying. Okay. So Bottomless Pockets is, uh, so he, let me write something that, that you wrote. It's an organization that gives uh, to the community and she wrote, it's not just a place where you receive clothing. It is an environment where you can feel absolutely beautiful and confident in your pick in your capabilities. Most importantly, your experience at Bottomless Closet will change your perspective and attitude about your self-value. I love that. Um, to me, that just jumps out as a mindset of abundance as opposed to scarcity. Sometimes we're afraid to make certain moves because, you know, maybe I don't have a shirt with buttons that I can wear tomorrow to the interview, so they're gonna reject me. They're gonna notice that, you know, I don't have nice things, I'm not a nice person, they're gonna think I'm not educated. So when you have access to a nonprofit like that, it changes people's lives forever. So thank you for saying that. Shout out to Bottomless Closets. Yes, Bottom, okay. um, Bottomless Closets. Closets, okay. okay. Closet. Closet. Sorry, I heard pockets at first. <laughs> I'm sorry. That sounded like somebody was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounded like people were rolling with dough and giving that away. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. My I'm sorry. audience <laughs> would be on me if I, if I, if I let that go. I would have got shot through the My audience would be we on me if I'm, you know. We want Bottomless Pockets. Yeah, we want that. We want that. That's what, we're, that's what we're working towards. We're not there yet. Okay. Uh, let's wrap it up like this. Let's go around, Robin, and tell people how they can get in touch with you, how they can find you on social media. And if you have anything like you have that's working on upcoming events, feel free to shout it out and give it a promo. Absolutely. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Susie Padro, Facebook, the same thing. And if you ever need anything, please feel free to reach out, send a DM. My cell phone is 516-281-5433. Although I'm a lender, that's not the only thing I focus on. Anything that you can ever need, whether it's uh, mentorship or you need assistance um, in any kind of way that I, you think I can provide that, please feel free to reach out. Okay, so I'm going to reach out to you now. Spell Susie for the people, because when you say it, it doesn't, it's not spelled the way it sounds yes, phonetically, Susie. so make sure yeah. you spell it so people can find you. My name is spelled S-U-C-I. Yes, Susie Padro, P-A-D-R-O. Definitely look her up and check her out, please. Um, you can reach me through Instagram, realtor underscore Andrea Barucha. Barucha is spelled B-H-A-R-U-C-H-A. -H -A. The H is silent. <laughs> if you want to connect with me, to connect you with the Latino program for New York State, uh, message me any other questions you have regarding real estate, how I can guide you, um, support you. I am here to answer anything. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you can reach me through my website, sydneyrodriguez.com, S-I-D-N-E-Y, then rodriguez.com. Uh, my Instagram is at SidRocks, NYFL. Um, and one other one I want to touch on the nonprofit. I'm also part of the KW Cares, which is why I joined yes. Keller Williams. Yes. They do a lot of uh, giving back to the to different organizations. They did something for Tur uh, yeah, for Turkey, um, went Puerto Rico. Uh, so that's another one that I'm, that I'm part of, that I'm happy with. No, that's absolutely awesome. Was there anything you guys wanted to share that I did not ask about? Um, I would just say whoever's interested, feel free to reach out to us. Sometimes people are nervous. Should I? Should I not? Um, for those that are looking for the, you know, the annual uh, membership is only $49. You could come attend any of the events, like the first one, to check it out to see what it's like. Um, and even reach out to us. We all... Everybody likes, loves on this board to be a resource 
to community. Again, not just for real estate. Um, I, we all look at it like we're the go-to for a lot of yeah. things, you know? I love the resourcefulness conversation that you mentioned at the uh, event you had last week that people were learning about how to get access to money for grants. A lot of times in the scarcity mindset, we don't make certain moves because we think we don't have money, but if your idea is big enough, if you're wide, there's always a how. So that's just another reason to connect with NAREP to take advantage of the resources. Absolutely, we always try to host events that are gonna be impactful to you. You're gonna leave the room feeling that you learned something, it's gonna be a resource, whether it is to grow your business or for your actual self to feel better and empowered in whatever you're doing. Right. We love seeing growth in people, like we get a kick out of that, just seeing I somebody grow. Seeing somebody grow. So we thank everybody for, for tuning in. Um, definitely some amazing people. I encourage you to look up NAREP. I've looked it up for years. <laughs> Read the annual report. See where your business fits in. Get in where you fit in. I'll share my passion, passion project. I'm working on a mentoring program specifically to bring in people from underrepresented communities into the insurance world. I definitely will be front and center with NAREP and other organizations sharing as soon as I'm ready to launch because I assure you that my industry is not ready for the influx of homeowners and every good thing that comes with that. So that's my personal commitment to giving back in this area of opening the doors for my industry. I am Kevin Spann underscore insurance guru signing off. And I thank you for tuning in to this episode of Wind Down with Kev behind the red doors in the VIP section. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.